Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's time for another episode of Sipping Tea with Joey and Marie. What's up, all you tea sippers? Tea sippers. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start calling you tea sippers, you know, because you sip tea with us because we talking that cheese, yes. that cheese man. Well, shout out you know, to the Liz because yeah. she's the one that gave us that name. Yeah, yeah. Both so, of them. Yeah. Well, it was Josue and her. There was, it was a joint, yeah, it was uh, you a know, joint collaboration. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you start calling them tea sippers. I was like, yeah, you know what? We all yeah. tea sip. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All right, all right. So, <laughs> so I am Joey Bravo, a 17-year veteran of radio, and this is my daughter. She was in radio for a year, and now she is admissions coordinator for the College of Southern Idaho. I am. I work for a college, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Long story short, I work at a community college, and it's the best thing ever, but I also get to have some fun while sipping some tea with the pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're always talking, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're, we're always having these conversations. We're like, you know what? We need to talk about this on a podcast because we we got lots to say. Yeah. And, and I know you were like that too with your best friends and you're like, you know what? Oh, we got to yeah, talk about o- this cheese. Someone always has someone that they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to talk to this person <laughs> so we can just BS what's going on right now. Like exactly. you have to have that person and this is what the show is, is having that person. <laughs> That's for sure. And today, you know, we got to talk about that brand new album that Drake dropped with 21 Savage. Her loss. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that and his beef that he's got with Megan the Stallion. We also got a little something to say about John Leguizamo's open letter to Hollywood and what kind forever yes. Black Panther is back unfortunately without Chadwick Boseman but you know what I think it's going to have a very beautiful uh, dedication and homage yeah, especially uh, to the him. concept that they have that mm. we will be talking about it's a beautiful thing oh, yeah. and we also are going to give a brief review on Selena Gomez's new documentary that came out on yeah. Apple Plus TV and let me tell you there's a snake in her crew and, I, and we got to talk about we this we got to talk about it trust me you, you're probably thinking the same thing you're like ooh ooh I know who it is oh yeah All and right. as Blockbuster just or Netflix and Blockbuster, the collab of the TV series Blockbuster, there is something that is happening in Los Angeles here yeah. in the next few weeks that I'm super excited and super jealous of. <laughs> I know. So all you Los Angelinos, <laughs> Los Angelinos, uh, listen up because we got lots to talk about, you tea sippers. Let's go. Number one, Drake and 21 Savage album just dropped. Yes. I like it. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say this, that I enjoyed more of 21 Savage on the album than Drake. I like Drake, but Drake has just kind of become a little bit too mellow for me. Mm-hmm. And I want more of the, you know, I mean, not to saying that, that Drake was ever hard, but he, yeah. <laughs> he does he does drop some heavy bars, you yeah. know what I mean? And he did so- drop some bars that were directed to, uh, you know, Megan the Stallion. Yes. And uh, the Stallion ain't having it. Oh, no. Now, I, you know, I totally agree with her being upset about this because, honestly, you weren't there, bro. Yeah. You weren't there to be commenting on this situation. On this incident that happened. Yeah, with her and Tori uh, Lanes. But also what she said with her comment about he's cloud chasing girl. He, This is like the biggest, one of the biggest artists in the world. He's not cloud chasing from you. Now, I yes. would be cloud chasing you because that's why we're talking about you. <laughs> yes, but on the other hand, Megan Thee Stallion has now become one of the most, you know, the top hip hop influencers of this generation. So you have yeah, to take- but is that a good thing? I mean, her, I mean, I'm look, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate because yeah. I know you love Megan the Stallion. But well, not love. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's there, a hard word. There's a lot of stuff that she does and I'm like, it's questionable for me. There are some jams that I'm like, ooh, like that yeah. one she sang out on the Saturday Anxiety. Night Live. I was like, girl, that's, that's what's up. That's what I, that's what yeah. I want to hear from you because you are, like you said, she is an influencer. She is influencing the next generation and I just want her to do something that's a little bit more empowering like a song like that yeah. versus just, you know, the, the, the same. booties. Yeah, shaking booty stuff. But which, as, as respect just, to her yeah, for that too. As we discussed in that 
industry itself, that is what's in. So you have to take in consideration. Is she forced, is some, is she forced to do that? Or is she like, she's like, well, I got to make some money and well, then I'll put my message out. is an independent woman that she truthfully loves anything about her body and who she is as a person. No, and, I, and I'm good with that but, too. But like I said, it goes back to the industry. Like they are pushing that a little bit more, but that's just like any other artist in today's true that, industry. True that. But on the other hand, like I do think that between her and Drake, I mean like, I honestly would pick Megan the Stallion a little bit more than Drake because bars wise, Megan the Stallion has bars. Yeah, she, she does. Can, she can they're carry dirty the, bars, but they're, they're bars. Dirty, but she can carry. She yeah. can carry no. some for no, sure. No, she does. She does. Yeah, I, I think if there was an actual battle, mm-hmm. like a like a versus. like a like a verse versus verse, you know, type of thing. I, I'm gonna still go with Drake because Drake has known to surprise me. Mm-hmm. Like when he goes at somebody, you're like, Ooh, "That was all right." But I guess you have because I know you. You don't really look too much into her music. I watch a lot of her interviews and like her, um, what's it called? Like she's just spitting bars. I can't think of the word right now. Freestyles, freestyles, yeah, okay. ciphers. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of ciphers, and okay. so I've watched more of her ciphers than actual her songs. And she has bars okay, cipher okay. wise. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah. Show me some of that stuff because I would love to see. I, it. Yeah, I would have to do that. But and, I, and, and, and by no means am I dissing Megan the Stallion. No. Just so y'all understand, yeah. I'm just trying to going, uh, going back to, to the fact that here. with this particular line that Drake, you know, said in this song. I mean, I don't think it was necessary because she did struggle a lot with people trying to believe her. It was a smooth verse, but yeah. it, it was I, I, don't th- verse, I don't think he needed to do but that. But it was not necessary. But overall, this self, her lost album, it was really good. Like you mentioned, I totally agree. 21 Savage, I honestly loved him a little bit more than Drake. especially. And this- I didn't think so. I didn't think I would like 21 Savage as much as I do now. Oh, yeah. Like, but, I do like him. But you know I what? I like his verses. Me, I've heard music, like, just him. Like on on here, like here and there occasions, and I think he does really good personally. Like I mean, up for this generation itself, I think he he does pretty well. The three AM on Glenwood is the one that we both um, really did like itself. But I mean, the beats on here were pretty good. Yeah, I personally the bangers. Think, I personally think this is like a driving style yeah. album for me. It's definitely like, something to cruise to. Yeah, like I wouldn't personally say, oh, I gotta listen to this real quick while I clean. Like yeah, no, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. It's just a drive time in between. Maybe yeah. you're taking a break. This is the album for that. Yeah, personally. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to work work here either. Yeah, like it's not one of those albums. None of those wanna, things. Yeah. But let's talk about this snake that is surfacing Ooh. on Selena Gomez documentary. Now, first, I have to say, it was so funny having our whole family just all involved in this documentary the other night because it was silent. We were just watching. But as we were watching, we were, we were also like... I was in my feelings. Girl. I was, was in my good. feelings. You know why? Because she does like. I mean, she, when she was younger, yeah, she did remind me a lot of your younger sister. Oh yeah. And not only that, like she she just reminds me of you girls in yeah. so many ways. And uh, and it was just her story of her coming up, and to me, like being the Papa Bear that I am. You know, always wanting to protect you girls. Yeah. And seeing what she was going through well, really, she struggled really so much. hit me in the heart. Like, like I just honestly, I just wanted to hug her like one of my kids. Oh, me you know? too. I really did. That's all I wanted to do because I was like, man, this is, it was the most, I mean, there's a lot of good documentaries, but this is one of the most honest documentaries. Yeah. For an hour and a half of her, you know, from 2016 up until now where she's at her life with her having lupus, like. Man, I, I I knew someone. Yeah, what such Lupus a young was. age, and to be able to uh, to go through so much, right? In that time frame, and not only that, when she's going through this, she's at the height of her fame, mm-hmm. and all the pressure of having to deliver consistently and creating and doing all these things while you're going through this, and then she has like this, um, she has uh, some this, uh, low self esteem um, issues. Yeah, you know? so she has bipolar which, disorder. Yeah, too, and, which I didn't really know mm-hmm. that she actually would like. This was like a certain thing growing up I do remember like her her 
emotional outbreaks and stuff like that. But I didn't really knew too much about her health. Well, she started when she was what seven years old. Yeah, she it was, was on she was Barney. She was on the Barney mm-hmm. show, yeah. and so it was just it was really interesting. I uh, I honestly thought it was really beautiful where they did the shots in Kenya because she helped build two schools over there and talking to those students there like it was just such a good it was a good reminder and that's what she she wanted to keep going like she felt guilty being there too because she knew she can do so much more yeah um, so well, there was a lot of things in that and that's what I loved about it she mm-hmm. really wants to uh, get into philanthropy and she has been doing so yeah and she's currently um, working on a bill through the White House and right honestly now. that's that's exactly how how I would feel is to be able to help others as much as you can because the pressures of that, of the type of, you know, uh, attention that mm-hmm. you're getting from so many. Well, watching her falling really, asleep yeah. as they're doing her makeup, yeah. like she was just done. Yeah. She was done. But on the with this being said, is there was one friend named Raquel. Uh, yeah. That She's a snake. She I've been saying this since, snake. since uh, uh, Chef Selena. Show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if y'all haven't seen Chef Selena, you should watch it. It's really fun because she gets like these famous chefs, these chefs. to Super cook with cool her. Super cool show, yeah. And it's a really fun show, but there's this one girl that I cannot stand, Raquel, Rochelle, what is Raquel. It doesn't matter what her name yeah. is. <laughs> doesn't matter. But no, like in this dungeon, <laughs> everyone said, like everyone is no, like knowing after, if you watch this cooking show, you all thought to yourself like, man, this girl is kind of iffy, you know? Yeah. But after watching this documentary, it was even more iffy for me because yeah. this girl. Yeah, it's even more prevalent when you see her and you see her personality and how she interacts with Selena. And it wasn't, it wasn't, like there was one scene where. You know, the poor girl is breaking down. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to talk to you about this. She's breaking down and you could tell she's having some major issues there. And all her friends are like, well, you know, this it's going to be all right. And then the one of the guys goes, hey, man, you're good. You know, and he gives he, her a hug, he gives yeah. her a big hug and, hug and says, you're OK. And all of them just kind of like just stare at her like. Aren't you her friends? Should, right? Shouldn't you all like went up there and like gave her Give a her hug, hug and embraced that her? That was like, her manager who went up to and hugged her. Yeah. He's like, what? Like, dude, it's okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, like they need to. They need to like share that energy. If they're sitting on a positive light, they need to share that positive energy with somebody. Oh, like, yeah. That's that's going through those issues. Well, and, and also, as I get it. You know, you pro- and everyone could probably relate some point in their lives is you had this friend that maybe did struggle mentally wise, and it can be draining sometimes because you can try and try to help this person, and it's just you don't know what else. To do but it's like still that reminder of like this person's just going through the stuff and sometimes you just have to let them go through that stuff but just acknowledging that you are still there and I didn't feel like her friends were doing that I didn't think that Ra- Raquel Ra- yeah Raquel Raquel, Raquel she's she just sneaky she kept going on her stupid phone oh my god and it was driving me nuts because like, she would I be like oh you're mad. okay you're gonna be fine and then she'd go back on her phone yes and there's a particular scene that's all over TikTok you guys can find these TikToks <laughs> and that way you can really get angry about it I, this, this, this is one word that I heard just recently I didn't even know what it meant and how sus. to like sus so yeah. I was like, that girl's so sus. Yeah, and I'm like, what is that? It's just suspicious. <laughs> yes. That's what it means. Like, uh, it's, it's a little, a little iffy, iffy. But there's this scene where Selena Gomez, she's like telling everyone, like, I'm tired. You know, like, it's just been a long day. And they're they're shooting this the shot of Selena. But on this left-hand corner, her freaking friend pops up, Raquel, and she's doing, like, this model walk up into the camera. And you can see Selena kind of, like, like, throw this, like, what W two F is like? Who's who this girl? Who's and she does it all the time, even on on Chef Selena. Like I'm like, girl, <laughs> sh- sit your ass down. Like nobody want to see you on this. It, I'm watching a show called Chef Selena, Selena not Chef, I'm trying to Chef see the Rachel whole girl or Raquel, Selena, or whatever. But I thought this was a beautiful documentary. I really did admire the the home videos. Home yes, videos. I did. It's just I love those. this whole thing. It really captured. Those what got I, me all in my feelings. Yeah, remind me of you girls. Oh yeah, up. but it really it really did show what she was trying to do with this documentary. Was just show 
the brutal honesty of what she had to suffer through all this time because with the media, it can really manipulate this whole different thing. Um, and especially with her breakup with Justin Bieber, like that was just so downhill for her mentally. Nobody got to see that. People just spinned it around, made it seem like she was just this girl who was just throwing a fit. So it definitely was a beautiful documentary that if you guys don't have Apple Plus TV, ask your friend, ask your mama, someone got it. But you guys should be watching this documentary because it, it is one that I really did like. Most definitely. Now we got to bring this up. Okay, uh, Takeoff passed away mm-hmm. uh, from the Migos, from the group the Migos, and you know what? What bums me out the most? For one, we lost another uh, another artist in hip hop, and this is happening way too often. Oh yeah, that I, I don't even know what needs to be done to the point of you know this ha- has to stop. All right, but one thing that really does have to stop, and I'm gonna be serious right now, mm-hmm. is people being so desensitized to some violence like that. Instead of trying to help somebody, instead of trying to, you know, fix the situation or cover the poor man as he's bleeding and dying, yeah, they just go there and record, man. Oh, yeah. And the worst thing to me, the worst thing, the worst thought that crossed my mind is imagine you're, you're leaving this world and your eyes are closing and everything's going black and the last thing you see is somebody standing over you recording Yeah, just you. phones surfacing yeah. around you. And that is so terrible. This guy deserves his roses. He deserves to be respected. You know, whether you liked his music, I can tell you honestly that I wasn't the biggest fan of the Migos, but I did bob my head to a lot of the jams, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and regardless, it's a life, man. Regardless if you like them, regardless if you're into hip-hop, regardless if you're into anything, this is a life that was taken Unfortunately, and this man deserves his roles. Well, in the hip hop industry, you can just always respect people for their hustle. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing. And one thing that I didn't know about Takeoff is the reason why he was called Takeoff was that every time he would record, he would record his his whole thing and then would leave. Like he and never, just take off. He never, he never re- recorded it. Nothing. Like he did his time. He's like, I knew this is gonna be good, and that's it. And that's what he would take off. So that's what he did. But like you said, like it's just something that, like you don't know what to say anymore because it's happening so much and it's happening so frequently but at the same time people don't need to be doing things like that and you have to respect especially during that with the TMZ releasing all this footage like it was so unnecessary that was something that you have to give time to people to mourn especially the people that were involved in that situation it's true it's a a terrible thing so I mean uh, with that being said uh, rest in peace take off so Wakanda forever all right, we're all, we've all been watching uh, the brand new trailers, Wakanda Forever. I can't wait to see this movie. Oh, it's gonna be so, I'm going to cry so bad. Oh, yeah. And I know they're <laughs> going to be doing an homage because they even said that it's a beautiful homage to Ch- Chadwick Boseman, yeah. um, the, the the original um, Black Panther. We all know that he passed away uh, suddenly and uh, there's going to be a dedication to him. But this movie just seems like a movement. <sighs> it seems more bigger than a movie to me. Yes. It seems bigger than a movie to me and bigger than a movie to, to the majority of us Latinos, okay? Because there is uh, the man that's playing uh, Neymar, all right? This guy is of Mexi- of you know, Mexican, Mexican descent. descent. Mm-hmm. And he's from uh, originally from Narcos. He played um, Caro Quintero. Yes. And he is he's a talented, talented uh, actor, and he's going to be playing a superhero mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of the first, at least one of the biggest to play. Yeah. And yeah, I can't wait. such a big role like yeah. that. Yeah. His role is huge. I mean, he is he is basically, you know, the other part of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is going to be huge for us, for Latinos, for us people uh, that, that have that indigenous blood because we have the, the strong bloodline. We have the features. We look 
you know, we look of Mexican descent, right? Yeah. This guy is even more so than us, oh, yeah. right? And it's it's making it's me be- excited. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to be able to see our culture uh, portrayed in such a big big movie this is like mm-hmm. a blockbuster style movie oh this they're gonna a... break records with this oh, they i are. already know that they're gonna do that because of that reason like mm-hmm. it's just it's such a beautiful thing to continue pushing the opportunity for minorities to be in such a big role like that yeah you know so rasa I mean? you better go out there man and support. <laughs> support go to the movie theater and watch <laughs> this movie we gotta have more movies like this and more latinos playing major protagonist roles because mm-hmm. this needs to be done man we need more of us out there so that way the youth and the next generation could see that there's something that we could look up to other than being on those normal you know cholo movies and this and that which i love those movies yeah. too don't They're get me wrong good. He- shout but, out to hector the yeah. shout out to hector. my boy hector yeah you know what i mean <laughs> There's a lot of movies out there, but I mean, we need more movies that 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 bring this shows, strength. There's so much more. Yeah, there's so exactly. Much more right there, but with with this Wakanda Forever, I thought it was really interesting because one of the writers, Ryan Coogler, he had was giving an insight of this movie of what originally was supposed to be because before Bozeman's passing, like obviously they did were like they were going to film it with Chadwick, like this was going to be it. And with Chadwick, originally what was supposed to happen was obviously with Wakanda Forever, and what was supposed to happen is the big highlighted thing was grief, was gr- was grieving for their loved ones and stuff. And they were supposed to focus on T'Challa grieving of this blip. So because he was only the one that was blipped and came back, mm-hmm. and he missed five years during that time frame. And so it was T'Challa dealing with that grief of he missed so much and seeing how how many of his people changed and what was happening or whether it was good or bad. And honestly, that that, that would have been a beautiful film itself too it's because nobody really tied too much into the blip with a lot of these Marvel movies. Yeah, and true. I really want to see that. Hopefully they will do that in some way and somehow. But I wanted to see what that meant for them coming back from the blip because for you to be missing for five years and then coming back, like that sucks. That's five years of your yeah, life that, that would you, be true. you wouldn't get back. And so with this film, I mean, you know, like I said, it's going back to grief and it's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful way of showing how people can grieve for each other and especially with Chadwick Boseman being the most iconic individual as a friend as a colleague as whoever it is but what's really cool is McDonald's is doing a collaboration with Wakanda Forever yeah I'm gonna go buy me one of those I'm gonna so buy yeah I'm gonna buy it just to support because of this reason so each Happy Meal is gonna include one of the ten Wakanda Forever characters including um, Namor Namor too and Ironheart let's go let's go and this is super exciting because this is gonna be something you know for minority kids to really love and to really flaunt this because McDonald's really the purpose of this is to help fans see and celebrate their inner hero yeah I wonder what uh, Tenoch Huerta's uh, family thinks you know right? seeing him as an action <sighs> figure and everything I'd like the crying. pride man oh. <laughs> I'd be having them all over my office I know like I'm, I'm, <laughs> dude I'm so pumped for this movie like I really like people don't understand how pumped I am man because I really love this dude and I love uh, I, I love them in Narcos but I'm so glad to see him in a different light mm-hmm. and to be able to play it's uh, obviously they're calling it the anti-hero but you know, you know, there's the switch. Yeah, this is this is the reason. Well, just like the, Michael B. Jordan with yeah. his character in the first Wakanda, mm-hmm. like he was the anti-hero, or the villain, pretty much. He was a villain, but the, by the end of it, like he saw he saw he wanted to do good. Yeah. And I do hope because they, they did say like Michael B. Jordan wasn't returning as his character, but I do hope in a way they do kind of at least bring his character up because yeah. at the end of it, he wanted to turn good. So I do want to see that. That's <laughs> for sure. All right. All right. All right. And speaking of McDonald's though, man, we got it. We got to show some love to McDonald's because mm-hmm. for one, it's my spot. And two, we got to let the people know. This episode of Sipping Tea with Joey and Marie is brought to you by McDonald's proudly serving community since 1965. 
I'm gonna go ahead and say McDonald's is like that old friend that you're always happy to see. Oh yeah, like those ones that no matter how long it's been, you always pick up where you left off. I know, right? I feel like the McDonald's crew from the spot down by the house, they're always there for me when I get off work ready with my food, or even when we're all tired from fighting the cold after your brother's football game. Oh yeah, I feel you. Shoot, I remember when you first bought me a Happy Meal, I low-key thought, whoa, this is what it must feel like if you would get a present directly from Santa. For real. And out of all the places, McDonald's always makes you feel like an actual celebrity when you get to the window. They always remember me. Uh, Yeah, I think I go there a lot. <laughs> me too. Yeah, and you know we've all been to a birthday party at McDonald's. If you think about it, McDonald's crew members might throw more birthday parties than any other employees in the world, right? Oh yeah. Uh, McDonald's, I'm loving it. Marie, did you hear though? My favorite sandwich of all time, the McRib is back, but it's his farewell tour. Oh no. Yeah, but is it though? Like a band who's had four farewell tours, we never know if it means it's really gone for good. On the real though, it's time to celebrate this iconic sandwich, although it's got me thinking like an old school R&B song during the bridge, you know? I know you're gonna miss my tangy barbecue sauce to my tar pickles. And girl, don't forget to grab napkins when you eat your last McRib. Whether it's to wipe your tears or that barbecue sauce. Enjoy every single saucy bite like it's your last McRib ever. Wow, um, Dad, well, after hearing that, I really hope it does come back. Mom, come get your man. His soul is hurting right now. Uh, yeah, Marie, you could probably handle the rest of this commercial, right? Because I need to go get me a McRib. See ya! The McRib Farewell Tour is happening now at McDonald's. The new blockbuster uh, show dropped on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty funny. I've only watched one episode, and at the end of it, I was like, oh, snap! You yeah. know what I mean? I've watched six. <laughs> you watched six I, episodes? I was speeding through it. I don't even know why. I went to bed. I was trying to go to bed. But I was like, let me just put one more on just real quick. Because it's about 30 minutes episodes or 25 to 30 minutes, I believe. It is super nostalgic, though, watching this video. Oh. But it also makes you feel bad because you're like, dang, this is what they were going through. You yes. know, in a way of all the people that were losing their like jobs. Like the liquidation yeah. of like the corporation and just everyone kind of like, you're on yeah. your own. Well, I still remember when there was this video store because they were closing a lot of video stores yeah. uh, at this time. And there was this video store down on um, Addison, uh -huh. Addison East. And I remember going to take a movie back, you know, and it was the weirdest thing. They just closed. Like they were like they didn't say we were closing. They didn't say nothing. They just closed. just closed. Like nobody showed up the next day. So people were returning their movies to the point that they were so stuffed through the little drop off box yeah. that they were just protruding through the through the the, the, the little slot. The right little there. slot. So I tried to put one in and I was like, crap, I can't put my movie in. So I took one of the movies in and I pushed the other one in and I couldn't put the other one in. So I was like, crap, uh, scoot, I'm gonna take it with me. Yeah. So I took it with me and I took this movie. I still have this movie. It's on VHS. <laughs> and I ended up keeping it and I felt bad, but I kept going back because I wanted to take it back and just nothing gone it was gone like nobody I don't even know that they ended up closing at one point or something but by that time I just uh, didn't know what happened yeah. somebody went in there and cleaned everything out whatever it was just done with. but it was done but it was the weirdest thing how a lot of these there was Hollywood video there mm -hmm. was you know Hastings was the one of the last ones to go uh, I love Hastings. and I loved Hastings because Hastings had so much cool things because like you know how I love Funko Pops yeah. you know what I mean and so they had like all types of they like cool little curiosities it was you know? just so many memories with these things and yeah. like even watching the blockbuster 
um, show, I was like, I was getting a little sad because I was like, I don't remember the blockbuster down on Blue Lakes and just going and getting a freaking movie. And and honestly, what I loved about this show is that they are pushing this idea of the difference between streaming and actually going to a video store. Yeah, and like the connection with people. Yeah, it's like the algorithm too, though. Like, like the, us like us talking to each other and going like, hey, what, mo- what movie do you think is good? Yeah. Oh, let me tell you about this movie. Imagine like hearing somebody like us while we tell you or like your critics. Yeah, this is what you should like, watch. Like, Ooh, I got to watch that. And I think that it's just... I I miss stuff like that. I wish we we could we were able to continue having those things because I truly think that was so important was having that human connection with just recommending a movie. Yeah, like you can have such a good conversation. Just a stranger, right? Yeah, which is a random yeah, stranger yeah. because you both love the same thing and that's film and just it, it's just a good show. It's really funny, especially if you grew up in that era where blockbuster was a big deal and a big thing to your heart. It's a good show to watch because you're gonna think of all these crazy memories like, of being in a blockbuster store. But Los Angeles. You know, anyone who's living in Los Angeles, you guys, whoever's in nostalgic feelings, you guys have to go and you have to send me pictures and do all these things because you guys get all the fun freaking stuff and and always get jealous. And if anything, (laughs) just send us pictures uh, on the Sippin' Tea with Joey and Marie uh, Instagram and Facebook. We would love to see this. Because Blockbuster will be returning to Los Angeles, but not as a video store, but as a speakeasy style pop-up that's officially licensed by the Blockbuster brand. So they are launching on November 19th. Now with the speakeasy, they are pretty much the people who are putting this together have done other pop-up shops such as like Golden Girls and a Will Ferrell themed bar Stay Classy which nice. I didn't even know that that was even existed. Oh, like the Anchorman? Yes, like oh, the Anchorman yeah. I thought that's sick as heck <laughs> but with this video rental themed pop-up they promised to do a full decked out blockbuster store that pretty much recreates every memory of choosing a movie pre-streaming while also what? mixing in a full bar that serves up delicious cocktails and mocktails. Dang. So with you being this visitor blockbuster you get a membership i'm about to get tore up by feeling nostalgic oh yeah so you get this membership (laughs) card because that's what you have to get in to go into this pop-up now it serves as a drink ticket and the different aisles of movies which is in past were different genres are now different categories of drinks so with the full bar menu this will also include throwbacks like gusher and yoohoo based cocktails zima vodka and tab crystal clear pepsi orbits and other nostalgic drinks dang izzy if you're listening to this bro you gotta go to this how sick is that because you're just like down the street from there man come on you gotta we talked about Crystal Clear. We talked about Zima. Like we talked about all these things. Like growing up and remembering having. We should drink Zima and throw uh, Skittles in them. Yeah, like yeah. it's just all these cool <laughs> stuff. But they're also offering a food menu too, mm-hmm. as well. So as you're having this little cocktail mocktails, um, they're going to be doing a grown up lunchable, a blockbuster burger. Please rewind truffle fries, and then for a little dessert time, you're going to have a Dunkaroo ice cream sundae, movie style popcorn, and tableside toast your own s'mores. What? Now there's just so many cool things about this, but if you're a little youngin and you kind of remember Blackbuster, it does have to be 21 and over to be able to show up at this pop-up shop. Uh, all right. But with the pricing for this, it's actually not that bad. So it's only $45 and that does include two cocktails. And that's honestly a good deal to me. Like I will pay the 45 bucks just to relive some memories again, <laughs> but let alone have a cocktail with it. Yeah. Like this is the coolest idea and I love that they're doing this. And I don't know if they were doing it because the Blockbuster movie, or show came out or they mm-hmm. just wanted to do it, but it's a good execution and a good freaking idea. All right. All right. Yeah. Whoever's in the Los Angeles area, please go to this. Send us some pictures. We would love to see it, man. For real. I got to talk about this, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. They dropped the actual trailer 
for a Christmas story Christ, yes. uh, Christmas. And it looks so funny because the uh, OGs, Ralphie, Peter Billingsley, uh, Flick, Scott Schwartz, uh, even Scott, the the dude with the with the little like um, furry uh, what is it uh, raccoon hat? Yeah. Uh, the he's back. They're all, all right? returning. Yeah. So all these guys are returning, man. Um, obviously, um, Darren McGavin and Melinda Dillon are not, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Which is the parents. But it looks so funny. Oh yeah. It looks so good to be able to watch this. The only thing that kind of bummed me out was like. Man, you think that they would have tried to get a uh, narrator that sounded more like Gene Shepard. Right, just to bring that yeah. little momentum. They could have hit was. me up. I would have been like, now Ralphie is back with all of his crew. And hey, it's going to be a time. great movie. Yeah, they still have time. The movie hasn't been released yet. It I know. So, so hit me up and I would gla- I would be happy to re-narrate the whole movie yeah. about it. Right? Yeah, if, because, you, if you want a bootlegged <laughs> version yeah. with the narration. Just, I might just have to do that. I might just have bootlegged it and uh, what is it called? A sweet it myself. No. No one's heard, okay? You just heard a little secret around the street, okay? <laughs> and I know a lot of people are like, it's too early to talk about Christmas. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. My sister, literally, as soon as Halloween like stopped, she took everything down within seconds and put on Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. Like, this girl switched She had a little around. meme that says, uh, she is she is coming. She is uh, she's defrosting as we speak. Yes. And well, even, <laughs> even Mariah Carey like, posted a little, she was like in a little like latex outfit, and yeah. then she switched over to the Christmas spirit. Yeah, but I was like, this trailer looks pretty good and it is definitely very family oriented which I like that they're keeping that up Um, but it's just like bringing the old and the new together and it's just something that I didn't know I really needed until I watched the trailer and I was like yeah I need to watch this this this, (laughs) it does it looks like it has the same heart the same vibe and I I guess the best thing about it is for the nostalgic feel you get all of these original uh, actors that are coming back like all the kids mm-hmm. that were friends they're back they're you know what I mean back, yeah. and uh, they even do a little bit of callbacks uh, to the original movie and I grew up watching this movie doing the marathon yeah. which it would play like for 24 hours straight so like I'm super excited to watch this movie alright one last thing we want to talk about is John Leguizamo he uh, had an open letter to Hollywood which to me is is pretty deep yeah. and, it, and it also means a lot right there's a lot of things that you read into it and you're just like yeah he's got a lot of good points he really does have so many amazing points. And I do feel that there's just not enough representation mm-hmm. for us Latinos in Hollywood. And yes, there are some great movies out there that we have been featured on. But a lot of the times we're stuck in supporting roles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we don't get the shine that we should have like a movie just led by a Latino. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's enough of us out there, man. There's a lot of us out there that are going to go out there and really back a movie like this. Oh yeah, But even the ones that are wanting to be in this movie there's mm-hmm. so many talented individuals young old or mm-hmm. whatever like with this letter it it was so it was so well put to me personally because if you guys ha- don't really know his history he's always educating people about no. the latin history he had a stand-up that was really really which good. was so good because it was funny but you're also like they're insightful yeah it was very was it was something that i didn't know a lot about my own culture and it was just really fascinating to hear that but with this letter like like he mentioned is you had people that play these Latino roles. That weren't. That weren't Latino. Yeah, they were Anglos. And so they were, and I mean, I understand back in the days and how Hollywood was ran. I mm-hmm. do totally understand. But, but that's not, but that's they were, not the case anymore. Yeah, but they're, I, I, exactly. Like, so back in the days, the, in those movies, they would get all these, uh, you know, people of Mexican descent mm-hmm. to play the background. Yeah. While, while like Marlon Brando 
of yes. all people, was playing <laughs> Emiliano Zapata, are one of our greatest revolutionary, uh, you know, icons. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you're like what? You know what I mean? They had like actors playing these, you know, doing brown face and stuff. And I understand that it was different times back then, but we're in a different era now. Yeah. We're in a different generation. So now the door should be open. Oh, 100%. And, and I think with what we were talking about, Wakanda Forever, with, with uh, Tenoch Huerta playing uh, Neymar, mm-hmm. and, and I think this is going to happen. Yeah. I think this movie is going to be so successful that it's really going to help open the doors yeah. for bigger pictures led by Latinos. Like, In the Heights did mm-hmm. great. It was huge. And I, at the and movie I loved theater. it. I loved the yeah, fact Coco. that. I mean, you got a, a list of yeah, movies. But, but that's the best thing is all of it, that was definitely Latino re- represented. You know what I mean? Like, this is all different descents all coming together, especially in the Heights. There were so, so many different Latin representations that it was so beautiful to see that on screen because every single kid got to see them somehow and so with these films like with you said with Wakanda Forever like that really should be pushing that you need to have more of that you can't you can't continue to I'm sorry but you can't continue having white people to play these roles anymore there's talented people out there that you have to give a chance yeah and and no disrespect to the actors uh, you know that that are great in in general everyone deserves a chance yeah this is not a racial thing this is more of a thing that we want uh, Latinos that are like us mm-hmm. to be out there to be representing us and to be able to uh, showcase the talents that we all have and we possess for the the, the, the upcoming generations mm-hmm. to be inspired to to want to do bigger and and and, and better things yeah. and not just fall upon the stereotypical you know way that we are like you know portrayed on oh, film. Yeah. We you know just what I mean? need to, everyone needs to be able to support each other and then there's these things that we can't teach our young generation. We need someone to be able to do that and especially. Especially in Hollywood, a lot of kids look up to a lot of Hollywood actors. And so with that, you can use it as a tool to be successful. Yeah. And especially like music, too. You have that tool. You have that accessibility. So use it. Most definitely. Now, speaking of music, we have to talk about this because this is happening this Saturday here in Twin Falls. This is the 11th annual Hip Hop Holiday Charity Concert. Now, uh, 11 years ago, actually 12 years ago. Yeah, uh, minus pandemic. Yeah, so. minus <laughs> pandemic. We really counted the pandemic yeah. here because we didn't do it. But uh, 12 years ago, Mike Hill and I, my, my best friend, decided we wanted to come together and be able to do something for our community because even before that, we had been performing for quite a bit and have been given so much um uh, support from the community here mm-hmm. with our music and us performing and stuff. We've been, you know, even if it's been little bars, little places, we've been like just packing the places, right? So we wanted to give back. And we thought, you know what, we're going to do a show, you know, like a classic charity concert mm-hmm. where we get all our friends and all the, 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 the musicians and MCs and singers and everybody to come together to perform for one night and gather as much toys, as much food, and as much resources so we can help out our community here locally Mm -hmm. over the holiday season. And we did it. And you know what? It's been going uh, 11 years strong, minus the the, the year of the the, the pandemic, so it would have been 12, but it's been going on 11 years strong. We've done it for 11 years, and every year it gets bigger and more people are helped, and we get to uh, connect with a, a, a charity called Sleep in Heavenly Peace, which builds beds for those that don't have beds here uh, in in our area. So we get to go there, build some beds for the kids and drop off a big bag full of, you know, Santa's bag, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so we get to do that. And a lot of us artists, we come together and we go out there and we build the beds mm-hmm. together because I want some of these artists that come with us to perform mm-hmm. to see it firsthand what we're doing 
uh, you know, and, and how we're affecting these families. Yeah. And it's like, it's not really about like us patting our, you know, patting our backs. Like doing a good deed but for I, the winter. Yeah, like, but I want them to know like, dude, like you guys, you guys have a, a platform mm-hmm. where you can, do, you can help. Yeah. You know, well, you just get, by you singing for the night, yeah. th- for 30 minutes, yeah. this is what you produce by doing that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do. So now there's a lot of us now. There's It's gotten to the point where people want to be on the show and unfortunately we can't yeah, put everybody can't put on. Everyone on. Yeah. There. And so we're like, oh man, we love it. We love, we love that people are so in tune with it and so supportive of it. There's uh, a shout out to uh, Big Papa's Concert House who is uh, sponsoring us, you know, and uh, Elite. Uh, details uh, you digital media by Marie um, there's so many um, awesome businesses that help us as well yeah. to be able to do this well this community is great but even more so you know with I to me I think the hip-hop culture in Idaho the amount of support that everyone gives to each other like it's such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and of course when people who are not from Idaho are like what hip-hop hip-hop in Idaho, Idaho I tell you what? <laughs> is here and the people that you know are definitely representing that are amazing people and oh, have yeah. just great souls yeah they do and there's like I said there's a lot of talented artists that are going to come together for the 11th annual or the 11th annual hip-hop holiday it's going to be going down November the 12th this Saturday mm-hmm. at the Turk Club in Twin Falls if you want for more information just uh, just get a, get at us on uh, Facebook, Joey Bravo two zero eight, or Leah Marie two zero eight, or sipping tea with Joey and Marie. And next week, mm-hmm. all right, next week we're gonna have one of those artists come in here. They're gonna be our next musical guest, but we want to surprise you. Yeah, because right? you guys love the music guest. Yeah. I love the music guest. So. And let me tell you, man, they can sing. All mm-hmm. right, have yourself a wonderful Monday. We Bye. out. Peace.